Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number three, five, seven, three hundred and fifty-seven. You damn right. And my friends, of course, this is the first post-colonoscopy episode. Post-colonoscopy episode. For those of you that are not following me on social media, and I don't know why you're not. For those of you that are not following me on social media. And I don't know why you're not. Uh, thankfully, everything is fine. Everything is great. Nice, clean, healthy, no polyp, no cancer, no problem, colon. And I don't have to do that crap again for 10 damn years. Now, the funny thing about these things is when I was telling everybody about the colonoscopy, a lot of relatives and friends who were older than I am were going through the whole process of going, hey, man, don't worry about it. It's not going to be a problem. You got nothing to worry about. There's no history of this in the family. Not a big deal. Don't worry about it. I mean, I had a couple of polyps, but that's all right. You don't feel anything. Everything's okay. The surgery, I mean, it's not certain. Well, technically I had surgery. If you don't have any polyps, there won't be any surgery. It's not a big deal. They call it a procedure for a reason. They don't call it surgery. They call it a procedure. If there's no polyps, there's not, nothing but a procedure, okay? Now, technically, it's kind of a surgery if they have to cut out pops, but it's not a big deal. You probably won't have any. Not a problem. You're pretty healthy. No big deal. That's what they said. But what people worry about, not worry about, but what they warn you about is the prep, right? And essentially, what you have to do with the prep is you have to drink a solution a gallon of it in some cases. And what happens is you drink the solution and it cleans you out. And I don't want to be graphic about what it does, but it cleans you out. Whatever was in is no longer in. Okay. It'd be the equivalent of taking a big hose and walking through your house. And if you saw anyone there hitting them with a fire hose, get out of here. Come on, man. I said, get out. And they all run out. Okay. Now, in this particular case, there'd be several fire hoses inside hitting everyone and they would all be rushing towards the exit door at the same time. Have I drawn the picture for you? Fantastic. Not a pretty picture. Not a pretty feeling, but necessary, my friends. I go to the gastroenterologist and he goes, hey, Anthony, I'm your gastroenterologist, which was kind of a silly thing because I was literally sitting in a in a doctor's office in the building that does nothing but, you know, well, a section of the building that does nothing but, you know, colonoscopies and all those kind of things. And it's a gastroenterology on that section of the building. And I had already talked to the nurses who had done the weighing me and, the, and the measuring my height and weight and all of that kind of stuff and said, your gastroenterologist will be in in a minute, S. Anthony. And I said, thank you very much. And then I sat in the room with nothing but a bunch of pictures of the inside of colons with books on the desk. Gastroenterology in you. Does, ew, if you want a career in looking up butts and looking at colons, cancer, stopping, this is for you, buddy. And I'm going, okay, I'm. Hi, Doc. <laughs> I know he was just trying to calm everybody down, mainly me, I should say. I know he was just trying to, it was his bedside manner. I know everything's cool. And he goes to a little bit of an exam to prepare me for the, for the colonoscopy and assess, assess me for risk and all of that kind of crap. I get it. Right? You know, when you're sitting there and he's all calm, he's really not big of a deal, that's Anthony. I mean, I'm the one, I'm the gastroenterologist. I'll the one actually actually doing the procedure on you. Uh, once we set up the data, it'll be me. You're my patient now, and I'll be 
I'll be doing the thing there for you. Uh, everything looks pretty good. It looks like you're at low risk, actually, because of, you know, you, you don't have a lot of uh, you don't have a lot of this particular type of cancer in your family. Actually, I don't see any of that in your family. So, uh, you, you know, I, mean, I don't really don't think it'd be a big deal. But the prep, the prep, oh, man, you know, you know, that'll be the toughest part. <laughs> Everybody says that. And I talked in my last podcast. It was called Stop Laughing. When everybody was, uh, I know you all heard it, but when everyone's talking about the prep and laughing at me, you know, and I thought, well, it can't be as bad. I'm sure they're just messing with me. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian in the family, you know, and of course I tease them about things and now they're teasing me. Not a big deal. <laughs> now I know they were laughing. You rotten bastards. You should have laughed harder because it was worse than I thought. Now, I don't want to scare anybody. I know I got an audience of eight. I mean, I have people my age in the audience, too, but I know a big chunk of my audience is in the 18 to 34 and in 18 to 49 range, male and female, because my audience is like 51 percent male, 49 percent female. And I get it. But here's the thing for you, 49 year olds, <laughs> your punk ass is the next <laughs> ladies. Don't I'm not. I'm not just laughing at the dudes. Your punk ass is the next. Also, <laughs> literally your punk asses. <laughs> OK, back to the story. But it's really not that big of a deal, right? As far as the, the procedure is concerned, it's not a big deal. You don't even know anything happened. You have no idea. But let's get back to the prep. It's a gallon of liquid. It's a container that's a gallon container. There's some white powder at the bottom of the container, right? When it comes time to drink it, you put some lukewarm water in it. You shake it up to make sure it's there. It's good. And everybody tells you how bad it tastes. And I got news for you. Everybody that said how bad it tastes underestimated how bad I was going to think it tasted. I said in social media that it tasted like a tub of old man foot water. And guess what? I said that before I tasted it. And I got news for you. Old man foot water takes like, tastes like a damn cool lemonade on a hot summer day compared to this crap. It sucks. Right. But when the doctor told me I had to drink it, I said, you know, I hadn't gotten the prescription yet. I said, look, doc, it's, I, I don't want to get colon cancer. You know, I want to make sure everything's great. I want to make sure I'm cleaned out for the for the procedure. Not a problem. Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. Not a problem. I don't care. Not a big deal. Not worried about it. Not a problem. Not a big deal. And I said that because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Here we go. The day of the prep. Right. And I'm looking at the container. Right. And I, I look at the clock and they say at five o'clock and I'm one of those stickler guys. If you say do it at five, I'm doing it at five. So at four fifty, I put the water in there and I fill it on up and it's up to the fill line, right to the line. I make sure it's exactly at the fill line and I close the container and I'm shaking it getting ready to take the prep. Now, as it turns out, before they did a thing when you did when you did the prep for the colonoscopy, you had to drink the whole thing in one sitting, just drink it all. But now they do what I like, what they like to refer to as split prep, which is what I did. And what that means is you drink half of it and it's a gallon, which is 16 cups, which means you drink eight cups now and you drink eight cups four o'clock in the morning of the day of the procedure. Oh. 
And because it was split prep, I drank the first class glug, second class glug. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever drank, but hey, whatever it is, three, bang, four, bang, five, bang, six, bang, seven, oh, I got it down. <laughs> Last glass, hold your nose and choke it down. <laughs> and you get it down, right? You feel a little bubbling in your stomach, not a big deal, right? They say sometime within an hour or so after the first glass, you're going to have to, oh God, and you go to the bathroom, blow. Right? If somebody was standing outside of the bathroom, it would sound like someone was dumping a bucket of water into the toilet. But it's not a bucket of water in the toilet. It's your buttocks. Pow! Splash! Boom! Pow! Like those sound effects on a cartoon. Pow! Boom! Or if you're an older person, like the sound effects on those Batman adam west 60s era batman which was before my time but i saw the reruns as a kid pow boof pow kind of like that bang boom right and i'm one of those people that don't like to talk to people when i'm in the bathroom because i don't like any kind of sounds that i make when i'm in the bathroom i want to keep them to myself i don't like to hear those sounds you make in the bathroom and i don't like you to hear sounds made when i'm in the bathroom no splashing sounds or none of that crap i don't want to hear it i don't want you to hear it but unless you were a next door neighbor and you weren't in the house with me, you're in the house with me, you heard it. Bow, poof, pow, splag, bow. I'm not going to actually mimic the real sounds because you may be driving in a car right now eating a burrito. And uh, then again, I probably already ruined it for you. <laughs> Too bad, punk. You know what you signed up for. Anyway. So that's what happened to you. You sit down and you go, well, that's got to be it, right? That's got to be it. There can't be anything else going on. You sit down, you start working on a computer. In my case, you start writing. You, you're still writing your podcast for the, well, one of your podcasts coming up. You're working on some stand-up material. You got to go back to the bathroom and guess what? The bat, bow, poof, pow, sounds like a damn war zone in there i'm surprised the swat team didn't bust in the house and say we heard gunshots oh it's just another middle-aged guy taking colonoscopy prep we should have known <laughs> and leaving and going sorry about your door buddy but we thought there was someone shooting in here <laughs> the city will reimburse you eventually <laughs> and meanwhile here's some plastic and some duct tape and you better not leave your house <laughs> Moving on. Oh, that's what your evening's like. Bah, boom, bah, pow, boom, bah, bah, pow, pow. The whole evening. Eventually, it stops. Yeah. You probably think you're empty, don't you? You probably think you're empty. I'm not going to get gross, but you can tell based on what they want you to see, the way they describe what you will see when you look down after the boom, pow, bow. You're getting close to what they told you you would see when the, you are prepared for the procedure. You're almost there. What you see after is about 80% what they want you to see to be ready for the procedure so you're going oh. but then again i got a half the prep left if i'm at 80 percent ready i'm pretty sure after the next eight eight glasses oh you go back down to your room or up to your bedroom wherever it is in your house you set your alarm clock for four right you can set it for exactly four because the 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 the, the, the drink is already mixed up you can just literally just pick it up and start drinking and i had it separated into eight ounce things 
right? I had a container that separated. I could just pour eight ounces into the container. Bang, not a problem. And I'm sitting there. Beep, 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 beep. Ah, I was never so angry to hear an alarm clock in my life. Normally, I wake up before my alarm. I almost didn't recognize the alarm. I was almost mad at somebody else. Like, who else has an alarm here? Oh, it's just me here. (laughs) Guess there's nobody to curse out. Damn. But it was my alarm. Beep, beep, beep. Get your ass up. Drink the rest of this crap so you can go upstairs and go boom, 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 boom on the toilet you bastard that's what i started the year <laughs> you're hallucinating shut up i was moving on get up in the morning at four o'clock and you feel like crap anyway because you've been going boom bow bow for all day and half the night and you get any damn sleep pick up the container right and you go well i got through the first eight glasses this is going to be no big deal going through the next eight glasses of this crap i'm not worried about i'm the man and i toughed it out and instead of going 9 10 11 12 i'm just going to consider this a completely separate event and go from one to eight okay so you pour out the first glass you chug it down okay well you know what not that big of a deal. I mean, it still tastes just as nasty as it did before, but the first glass, really not that big. Second guy, kabow. Man, this is getting worse, but that's okay. I did a third one, fourth one. Okay, this is pretty best. Fifth. Sixth. And you look at the thing in the big container. It's a big container that contained a gallon. A big container that all oh, got to go to the bathroom. Boom, pow, bang, pow, boom, pow, bang, pow, pow, bing, pow. And it's really bad when you're going boom, bow, boom, bow. And basically, like I said, the hose you use to, sh- to, to scare the people out of the house. Those people aren't really in the house. Only thing you're doing now is using that hose to move out like their coats that they left behind. Right? Because like I said, when you look to see what has left you and what they described would look like when it left you you're getting closer to the actual description of what they said it would look like when it left you you're about 90 percent there where they said you needed to be that you were seeing 90 percent it looks 90 percent like what they said it should look like 90 percent not a hundred because you got to make sure you're at a hundred percent because you don't want the doctor to go in there and go up. You're not prepared good enough. You got to drink that crap again at a later date. Oh, hell no, I'm not. You still got two glasses left. And this time you don't even leave the bathroom. You got the container with you. And you're like, I'm not getting up because I'm just going to have to come back in here. And, you know, who wants to ingest any kind of food or liquid of any kind in any circumstances in the bathroom? Nobody. But also, who likes to mop up a trail off of their floor? Nobody. So you sit right there. I'm not even getting up. You pour the eight ounces in. You go, and this is glass number seven of the second series. You say, <laughs> and that eight ounces goes down your throat. Now, actually, in actual time, you drink the eight ounces in about two seconds if that okay you choke it down maybe three seconds tops but you choke it down you've already done it a bunch of times so it's not that big of a deal you've already done it a bunch of times so it's not that big of a deal but the seventh glass of eight goes down it feels like that three seconds feels like 18 months because it oh god you finally get it down and you feel a sense of relief oh god that's it 
The worst is over. The worst is over. And know why you think that? Because you're a moron. The worst is not over. Because you look on the floor and you realize that the container is there and it looks empty. Then you hit it with your foot and it sloshes and you realize, aha, you got one more glass left. You don't want to drink that one glass. You, you just went boom, pop, pop, the pop, pop, pop a bunch of whole times. There's nothing. Oh, God. And you pour it out when it comes time because each one comes, each, each drink comes at a 10 minute interval, by the way. And now, beep, beep, six, five. Four, three, two, one. And the alarm on your phone goes up. Drink that crap. Drink that crap. Drink it, dude. I know you're full, but you got to drink this crap. Don't don't stop now. The last thing you want to do is drink 15 glasses of this crap. Go to the gastroenterologist. Find out that you're not cleaned and prepped well enough. And then you have to actually drink 16 more glasses within the next few days because they'll just reschedule you. And you'll have to go through this process again within a month. Do you want to do this again? Do you want to do this again? Do you want to do this again? Then put me back back down and drink that glass you punk chump punk chump punk i don't know why my phone was so aggressive it should have just did the alarm i didn't even know my phone could talk <laughs> moving on you pick it up you pour it in and you pour it into the glass and you watch it very slowly one ounce two ounce three ounce four you're even pouring it slowly four ounce you feel like the kind of guy that's in a hit movie where the guy that's about to shoot you is giving you that last drink and you realize you're already dead the moment you finish as soon as you put that just like the sopranos when they were in that that room with that dude and tony soprano gave that kid that one last can of coke or, or orange juice i mean oh no some kind of soda or whatever the hell it was and they had already decided decided that him and big pussy was in there and they were going to shoot his ass in the first place they had already roughed him up and the second he put down the thing he goes hey you know what that's the last thing you'll ever drink come on tony come on man blah 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 when they shot him you all saw the soprano shut up you know what i'm talking about back to me on the toilet drinking his crap six ounces in the glass seven ounces in the glass eight ounces and get that glass from waist level because that's where i was pouring it up to my mouth i'm telling you right now it was only eight ounces of liquid but i'm in the gym working out and i've done curls and bicep curls and quadruple curls and quintuple curls and i'm telling you right now the heaviest barbell i ever picked up is not as heavy as that glass was because i didn't want that crap in my face but i had to put that crap in my face so here it comes towards my face oh god it's like five something in the morning and i'm <laughs> sitting on a toilet drinking this crap bad choice of words crap right <laughs> moving on put it up to my lips <laughs> I stopped in the middle. It's only a three-second process to drink it, but at 1.5 seconds in the middle, I, I stopped and said, no, S. Anthony, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Then Rob Schneider bust into the bathroom. You can do it. Like, you know, like he does in those Adam Sandler films. <laughs> Rob Schneider was not at my house. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. I do comedy here. Give me a break, punk. And I drank the last of it. And now I could finally sit back. Well, actually, I would, you know, I could sit back and I could go, oh, that's over. The worst is over done why did i make that sound was it because i was going to the bathroom another boom boom pow no it's because my stomach was so full i actually started to feel nauseous i thought i was going to throw up right 
I had pulled, picked my phone back up, looked it up real quick. And they said the other people had had this situation. Right. And what they did was they walked around to get the feeling. You know, if you walk around, the feeling of one in the throat will go away. So I got up and I walked around. OK, what actually happened was I stood up and instead of cleaning myself and pulling up my pants and then walking around, I I just started walking and I almost tripped and fell on the floor. I probably should have not have told you that. Then again, I mean, I've already embarrassed myself enough. So with the, I almost fell down with my pants around my ankles. And then I cleaned myself quickly, pulled up my pants and said, ha ha, no one's going to see this. And also, I'm not dumb enough to talk about this on my popular podcast. <laughs> oh, Anyway. <laughs> okay. So I. <laughs> I uh I cleaned myself, pulled the pants out, and I walk. I'm walking back and forth, and I'm telling you, man, it felt horrible, man. I felt like there was a tennis ball in the top of my stomach. It was just horrible. I was walking back and forth, walking back and forth, like oh god. And I was almost—I've never been drunk or had a hangover, but I've had friends that I've, you know, held their lady friends who drank too much, and I had to hold their hair from throwing up in this toilet, like oh my god, oh god, this happening. I shouldn't have drank so much. I'm so how blah, you know. And I'm like, oh man, I'm 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 sounding like one of them now, you know. And I was, oh, oh, and I walked around for about ten minutes, and finally, that feeling went away. And I'm going, great, the worst is over. Bow, boom, pow, pow, pow. I wound up back in the bathroom. Boom, bang, blow, pow, 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 boom, pow, Okay, it didn't make any scratching sounds or going to hip hop music. <laughs> it would have made a great song had I recorded it. Anyway, so I wait for my ride and my cousin gives me a ride to the hospital. And I really appreciate you for giving me a ride to the hospital. I really appreciate you. But then again, I've given you rides to work at roughly the same amount of time in the morning. So shut up, punk. <laughs> Actually, she was very, very gracious. <laughs> and I walk into the doctor's office. And the funny thing about it is, like I said, and that, that wasn't even though I added comedic flourishes to the prep, that's what it felt like taking the prep. And they were right to say that it was something that you don't look forward to. And I don't have to go back for another 10 years. And I'm already dreading having to go through that process again. <sighs> so you're now in the doctor's office. You sit down in the doctor's office. Right. They go, through, hey, Mr. Thomas. Uh, you know, the lady who did the, the intro, you know, asking me some questions. She's a big Prince fan. We started talking about that. Right. I go back into the room to sit down to wait to be called to go to the back room. And I'm going, this is great. Everybody warned me about the prep. The prep is over. Now I got to worry about the prep. No big deal. Not a problem. I don't care. The, the worst is O V E. Oh, no. Anybody in the bathroom, sir? No, thanks. SWAT team burst and bam. You again? Damn, bro. I said, why did you bust in here? This is a gastroenterology office. You should know that people make these sounds. They're like, yeah, but it, 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 it's a better way to tie off the joke from earlier. <laughs> okay, that didn't happen. Shut up, y'all. <laughs> I mean, the part about me running to the bathroom happened, but the SWAT team part didn't happen. I probably didn't have to explain that to you. You probably figured out that that was in the moving on. <sighs> so, like I said, the prep is the worst part. 
Everything after that's not a big deal. It really is nothing. And they were right about that. They were right about how horrible the prep was. And they were right about how nothing the actual procedure is. It's nothing. You go to the back. You hang up your clothes. You take off your clothes. You put on the robe. Right. Make sure you tie the robe in the back so you don't get. Mr. Thomas, could you, uh, clo- you, clo- you should close your robe. And I go, huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I should have known my robe was open in the back with all of the people applauding. <laughs> OK, nobody applauded. They just, they just said, dude, close your robe. F y'all back to the story. Right. You sit in the chair. The, the anesthesiologist comes in. Right. He talks to you. Hey, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? Yeah, we're going to do this, do that, do this. How, how, how tall are you? How high? How much do you weigh? How tall are you? How, thick? how old are you? OK. Family, this, that, and this, that. Bop, de, gap, bop, bop. More questions. Blah, bop, de, gap, bop, scap, de, bop, bop, de, bop. Sign this, sign that, sign this. Bop, bop, gap, de, gap, bop, bop, de, gap, bop. And this guy's talkative and fun and charming. Then another guy comes in. I'll take over. OK, Mr. Thomas. Absolutely. Just one of those super professional people. So professional that you can't even remember what he looked like and has, you know, doesn't have the best personality. He's probably a great guy under normal circumstances, but he just wanted to get it over with. I get it. He probably has to. He's probably the main guy that signs off on everything. Not a problem. He doesn't have time to do small talk. Wait tight. Did you sign the thing? Did you sign the thing? It's going to be great. I got to go. Bye, bastard. Bye. Right. Nurse comes in, put the port in the back of your hand, basically for an IV in the back of your hand so they can put in crap. That if you need crap to be put in, they hook you up with the, the things on your chest for the EKG. Right. They roll your ass back into the room. They put you on your side. They put a pillow under your head. Then they start to the small talk. And you know what's great about it? is you know i mean it's like we're just hi you're Anthony. oh great oh well, yeah how you doing hey it's okay for you to have your robe open this time right <laughs> yeah i guess so huh i guess that's uh i forgot which joke i said but whatever it was i was joking with them <laughs> the first anesthesiologist comes back and he's the guy that was all talkative and friendly and cool we're having a great conversation this that hey what's going on buddy yeah i'll tell you this i'll tell you that i'm making food this that it's not a problem how about those eagles right Sixers, all that crap. We're having a great time. The gastro comes in. He comes in. Hey, it's Anthony. Hey, how you doing? Told you I'd be the guy that would take care of you. Hey, what's going on, Doc? All right, it's not going to be a big deal. Then I see him standing behind me with this big black camera that looks like the I mean, small. It's not as big as a garden hose. It's actually got about the the width of your thumb or something like that. But you know, it, it is what it. He's got that there. So we're getting ready. He's putting the things on and getting the you know all the stuff ready. Then the uh, anesthesiologist comes to me and goes, hey, okay, Anthony, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put this in there and uh, we're going to come and shoot it. A lot of people say this burns a little bit when it goes in, but I don't think, I mean, some people don't think it burns at all, you know, and I'm going, burns? I mean, uh, oh, I can feel it. I can feel a little tingle in my head, but I mean, and it's, I mean, it doesn't burn. I, mean, I can feel it, a sensation, but I don't think that it's, uh, that it burns at all because. Hi, Mr. Thomas, it went well. That's all you remember. <laughs> That's how it happens. It's like, hey, I don't remember. This doesn't seem like it burns to me. Too. Hi, Mr. Thomas. That's how you're probably in there for 30 minutes or so having them do the whole groove. And you don't remember anything of it. You remember nothing of it. Right. The next thing I know, they're handing me like uh, juices and crackers and stuff. Hey, here's some crackers. Here's some juices. And we're going to call. Uh, who you have? And I told them the relative that was going to pick me up it was a different relative than the one that dropped me off because of uh, the different working hours. The other relative is retired and she's going to pick me up. 
and I gave the number and they had the number already, of course. And they go, okay, we're going to call them and they're going to come pick you up. I said, oh, fantastic. Right. You get, you get up and you're a little wobbly, not hot, not wobbly. I wasn't even more groggy than I would be if you woke up a little earlier than you expected to wake up. Because uh, they were like, they had a bunch of nurses with their hands on me, walking me to the bathroom. They're going, Are you okay? Are you okay, Santhony? Are you okay, Santhony? I said, Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Are you dizzy, Santhony? Are you dizzy? You're not going to fall, are you, Santhony? Are you dizzy, Santhony? I'm like, No, I'm okay. And I go in there, you put your clothes back on, you go around to the waiting room, you sit down, your relative comes in, and then you go home. And that's it. Done. That's it. Granted, I don't want to scare anybody by telling you what the prep was like. I don't want to do that. But I'll be honest with you. As, as bad as the prep is, you know what's worse? Not having the procedure. Because most people, it's not really that big of a deal when you have the procedure. But if it is a big deal, if they do find things, you want them to find those things early. If you do have polyps, you want them to go in and shop those suckers out early, get them before they become cancerous. Or even if they're precancerous, you want to give them to get them things out of there. And if unfortunately you do have cancer, you want them to get in there and take care of business early. I don't care how bad the prep is. I'm, I'm not even kidding with you. If somebody said, listen, do that prep again. And I'm guaranteeing you, you will not have any kind of any kind of monster, any kind of monster disease that's coming up. There's a disease that was shaken into the water. Everybody has it. If you go through that exact same prep again, I'm guaranteeing you, you won't go through it. I do it again tomorrow. Because as bad as it was, it was nothing compared to what can happen. If you don't do it. So if you're one of those guys like I was, because when the doctor told me that I had to go, well, she goes, Wes, um, you're 50 now. And even though you're at low risk, I, th I, mean, I think that's why I didn't say to go at 45. I didn't think it would be necessary. But now that you're 50, I think that you should go and have a colonoscopy. And I go, here's the, here's the information. You know, just call the doctor, set up an appointment and go. And you don't have to go if you don't want to, but I would strongly recommend that you go. I said, okay, doc. And I go home. And I have the paper in my hand. I'm sitting in my house. I'm going, I ain't got nothing. I'm cool. I ain't got to worry about that. And I was literally going to wait until I saw the doctor again. And then go, you know what, doc? I'm going to do it now. And as it turns out, because my colon is, is healthy and there's no polyps and no nothing, it's, it's like a perfectly clean, clean and healthy colon. It wouldn't have really mattered in the grand scheme of things. And I probably would have went and had the colonoscopy a year from now or six months from now or whatever, thinking, what was the big deal, huh? <laughs> but that's not the point. If your doctor tells you that that's what you need to do, go and get it done. I know, like I said, I know the prep sucks, but it's important that you do that. I was wondering, though, know, about the doctor himself when he goes home, what it's like for him, though. You know what I mean? It's like, because I know they can do as many as 24 of those procedures a day. And if everybody's colon that they see during the course of the day um, is like mine, then it's a it's a half an hour process. No big deal. In, look, out, done, out, finished. The only time it takes longer is if there's polyps to cut out. A polyp really is not that big of a deal. But if a person has a lot of polyps, they got to stay in that person's colon and chop them out and do all sorts of crap. So that means if the number of, of of colonoscopies the doctor does is high, the number, it means that there's more, probably more healthy colons. And if the number is low, that means they had to do more surgery. So I guess if they go home to talk to their spouse, the spouse probably know what kind of day they had based on the number. Like, say you're the husband. It's your turn to cook. Your wife comes home. She's a gastroenterologist. She walks in the house. Hey, Dave. Hey, baby, what's going on? How was it today? 
22 colons. Oh, so you had a good, easy day today. It was a great day. You know, a bunch of healthy people. It was great. I didn't have no bad news. And then back at the back at the back at the back in it. Right. But what if she walks in the house? Hey, babe, how's it going? Seven colons. Damn, seven. Ooh. I'm telling you, baby. This, this. Oh, God. I just wish everybody's colon was like S. Anthony's colon. Um, cause his doctor just called him and said, I just saw the most beautiful and perfect colon of all time. And I said, well, if it's beautiful and perfect, it must be from S. Anthony. And he goes, yeah, S. Anthony, super. He has the most beautiful and healthy colon of all time. <laughs> anyway, I mean, this guy, man, why was it seven? Why would you, it was only seven? Why would it come down to seven? Well, it, it, I mean, I had to, some other gastroenterologists had to cover for me because they had a bunch of patients with healthy colons. And I was really just, I had, I spent a truckload of time in this one guy's colon. Damn, what was wrong with him? He had a bunch of polyps. Had a bunch of polyps. No, no, no. You don't understand. This man did not have a bunch of polyps. Okay. His polyps had colon. Do you understand what I'm saying? His polyps, had, he had more col more polyp than colon. Okay, I don't even know what, what I didn't even know what to do with him. He's still in the operating room. I just walked up and said, "The hell with it," and then we pushed him down the steps. Okay, now, I'm sorry, that's that's ridiculous. So, uh, <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. Uh, I just, uh, just want to say this. Look, guys, uh, to my audience members who are uh, heading towards 45, if your doctor says go, the second he or she says to go, get it done. Just go and get it done. It is important, and I want you to live. Uh, for those of you that are older and have not get it done, stop being idiots. Get your ass into the damn doctor and have him put that camera in your ass and make sure everything's okay, you dumb bastards. All right? That's my PSA. Don't be a dumb bastard. Let your doctor get up in that ass. You think that would be a good commercial? Hi, I'm S. Anthony Thomas popular comedian and podcaster, host of the S. Anthony Says Podcast and the S. Anthony Thomas Show, both successful podcasts. And of course, you're all fans of mine because you have taste and you can hear. And of course, I'm a sex symbol. <laughs> anyway, recently I had a colonoscopy and although the prep is horrible, what's really horrible is colon cancer. And I don't want you to have colon cancer. So whatever you do, Whatever you do, if your doctor tells you to go in for screening, go in for screening. It could save your life. And like I always say, don't be a dumb bastard. Get to the doctor's office and let your doctor dig in that ass and make sure you're not going to get croaked by the second biggest cancer killer in the country, you stupid bastard. Get your punk ass in there and let the doctor cram that camera all up in that ass to make sure you're doing good, stupid. By the way, that's going to be on T-shirts, and we're going to sell those to raise money. <laughs> Who's fired as a spokesperson? I am. Okay, sorry. I was just trying to help. <laughs> I'm going to be escorted from the building. Uh, I'll leave myself because those guys look like they hit people. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, folks, this has been episode number 357 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Thank you for everything thank you for all the love you've been showing me thank you for telling your friends about the podcast and those of you that haven't told your friends about the podcast tell them <laughs> this podcast is everywhere itunes stitcher radio apple podcast tune in radio iheart radio uh spotify it's everywhere baby everywhere 
And I want to thank you again. And I will see you again. Me and my incredibly clean colon will see you again next week. And now, my friends, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always said goodbye. I'm going to do it on the count of three. And I want you to do it with me. I know you're in your car with your family. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want them all to do it. And if they don't do it, rewind back to this part and make them do it with you because you're the one driving the car. They got to do what you say. It's your car. Tell them to shut up and do it. Are you ready? Cool. We're going to do it on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go. Giggle. We're gonna get wild.